Every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, a ministry of 1-8 Catalyst, where we are pursuing the completion of the Great Commission worldwide. To learn more about our work or to listen to previous episodes, please visit our website at 1-8, spelled out in word form, catalyst.org. That's 1-8-catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 80th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am Mike Falkenstein, one of your hosts, and I'm here again with Ken Watmore. And Ken, we've got kind of a special episode today. We're uh, celebrating the 80th episode of the podcast. And, uh, um, you know, it hasn't been 80 consecutive weeks, but on the other hand, uh, it's kind of a, a fun deal to make these milestones, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, if you think back, it's, it's taken a while to get here. And a lot of that is you and I always have these gaps, and especially me. I, I, you know, I've always oh. got these gaps where you're trying to get me and I'm not around. But uh, to get here and to be at number 80, is that's very, a very cool uh, moment. And I you know, yeah. look forward to 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to know uh, the podcast started, um, you know, how many people, how many of them actually make it to. Yeah. 80 and 100 and, you know, these different right. these different ones, because right. I know that there are probably more more of them than not that don't get that far. And that's not any necessarily any credit to us other than, you know, we've had enough to talk about and we've wanted to continue to do it. And, right. you know, so it's been fun. It's been really fun. So, uh, so Ken, what I thought we would do today in our, uh, in our podcast is... You know, we've had so much that we've talked about and so much content, and I just thought it would be really fun to go back and for each of us to pick two episodes or two uh, selections from two episodes and just do kind of a greatest hits kind of a thing where we would talk about our favorite moments over the last, I guess it's been 79 episodes, right? So the over the last 79 episodes, the you know, our, our two favorite, uh, episodes each. And, um, so I thought that'd be fun to, uh, to be able to do. And so I'll go ahead and just start on, uh, my two favorite episodes. So the, you know, actually, Ken, it was interesting because as I was going through and trying to assess, okay, what, and just to, to be out of 79 episodes to be able to pick just two, uh, of our kind of our favorite, you know, of my favorite moments is actually a hard thing to do. So, but I began to sort of whittle it down. You know, we really could do kind of a top 10 and really easily come up with 10, you know, of my favorite moments. And so of the two that I have, if you remember, Ken, in the first year of the podcast, we did an, uh, an interview with the people, with the guys at Watermark Community Church in Dallas. It was awesome. Yeah. And so that was really, I think, my one of my favorite, definitely one of my favorite episodes. Interestingly, we did, you know, episode 26 
was the interview with the the Watermark guys. And then we had episode 27 where you and I just sort of broke down uh, that episode because it was so good and so much content that it was like, we need a whole nother episode just to talk about it. So, so Ken, what I thought we could do is I'm going to play just a short clip from episode 26, um, which by the way, I've forgotten for, to, to mention, but um, for those of you listening, I would just highly recommend as you have the time, just go back to our website at 18catalyst.org and, and uh, replay these episodes. We're only going to play a short clip, but these are really kind of our top moments. And so I'm going to play a short clip. In this clip, it's actually, uh, if you remember, Ken, we have our made for missions three questions. And this is the response that their senior pastor, Todd Wagner, had to uh, the first question, question one of the made for missions three questions. So we're going to play it and then we can just make some short uh, comments uh, afterwards. Uh, so question number one is, given the passages of scripture that address the Great Commission, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? Uh, I think without a doubt. Uh, I can't I can't even imagine you know, it's it's really funny. Sometimes people read the Bible like it's uh, an exhortation only to those who are quote unquote in vocational ministry. In fact, I did a real truth real quick on that uh, about you know about how do you know if you're called into vocational ministry? And I talk about the what where that word vocational comes from. It's just a calling. It's the calling us on our life. And the truth is, there's not a single person who is a Christian that is not a calling on your life. And so every command that's given in Scripture. Is given to people of God, you know, to be faithful. I mean, obviously there are certain, we, we know that there are um, some that are pastors, some are teachers, and, uh, some are evangelists, but heck, Timothy tells all of us to do the work of an evangelist. You know, when Paul's talking about his life and, and what he says kind of, you know, Colossians 1, 28 and 29, mm -hmm. when he says, for this purpose I labor, I, I think he is sharing that as a person who's serious about honoring his Savior, not as a person who is, quote-unquote, this separated man called the Apostle Paul. And certainly when Jesus was talking to his 12, um, I, I think it would be a mistake and a real uh, very short-sighted view of Scripture to think that the command of Matthew 28, 19, and 20 was just uh, an idea that Jesus had for the immediate 12 that were around him. So, yeah, I'd say absolutely uh, the Great Commission is a normative command given to all people that are serious about their faith and who would count Jesus as their Savior. So, Ken, as you hear uh, Todd Wagner give his answer to our Made for Missions question, uh, what thoughts come to your mind? Um, you know, I just, to me, it's, I think at this point in on episode 80 and as many times as we talked about it and remember in that episode and um, Todd's passion for uh, evangelism, you know, I kind of get to that I kind of get to that same point where you, you, you almost go like, I mean, of course it's a, I mean, of course this is an obligation. Yeah. Of course, of course yeah. it's for all of us. Of course it is like, you know, the, I, I've said before, and uh, as it goes down this same thread, right, that there's a lot of things we probably have in common, but there's, there's one thing that there's no question we all have in common. And that's that Jesus said, go, <laughs> you right. know, I mean, there's not a, there's not a point where he was, uh, you know, trying to, cover that up or speak in some kind of parable there, you know, he, he told us to go uh, and make disciples of, of all nations. And I just feel like uh, 
it's it's obvious to me yet as obvious as it is we all uh find places in our lives being evangelical yeah that's right that's right and this really it was great because you know in the uh the first you know 6 or 7 months of the podcast to be able to have Todd say you know give the contrast between you know these commands were not just given to a few right it is a normative command for all Christians was, you know, foundational for us, I think, because as we were trying to sort of assess, you know, what God wanted to do and what he was taking, where he was taking it. And so, you know, as I heard this episode again, and particularly this clip, I think about other interview episodes that we did. So we had Chuck Lawless at the uh, Southeastern uh, Seminary in uh, North Carolina, and he was saying the same kind of thing. We had you know, my friends David Joannis and Steve Shermer, those were good episodes, and they were saying, and more and more people kept saying the same thing, which was the point, it has been the point, right, of the Made for Missions three questions, which is, let's take a a broad amount of these answers and then come up with, you know, what is the, what is the Great Commission? Is it a command for all Christians? And so certainly for me, that was foundational. And so, so Ken, we move on from episode 26. You know, we had some episodes there that I could have picked from, you know, of course, this, um, these three episodes that um, I did about sort of my experience in ministry burnout certainly were three that were, were there that I could have gone... Gosh, any one of those were. And by the way, Ken, I don't even know if I've told you this, but those are some of the most highly listened to, you know, we get the most traffic, right? Uh, some of the ones that we get the most traffic on. So again, just what we've heard about how many pastors now are, are experiencing, you know, ministry burnout. And so, and then we land on um, episode 70 uh, as my other pick here on kind of my key moments. And we had an episode that we called the consequences of disobedience. And in the, in that one episode, you know, we talk about, okay, we've got these commands. Is there a consequence for just not obeying it? Right. And so we talked quite a bit about, if you remember, Ken, about the, any fear that we have of not sharing the gospel, you know, in light of eternity and living forever with Jesus and kind of what we hear, what we hear through scripture about that is, you know something that we need to think about, and then we we wrote we the episode really uh, centered around this passage in First Corinthians three um, ten through fifteen. And so, actually, Ken, my second key uh, point, which again I would encourage those listening to go back and read First Corinthians three uh, ten through fifteen, and or just listen to the the whole episode was just your response to what I said. I Essentially, I'm saying in this episode, I'm, we read the passage, and then it is, Ken, give me your, uh, Ken, give me your take about, you know, the episode, or that, uh, sorry, the, um, uh, give me your take about that passage. So let's play that again, and then um, I'd love to uh, just talk about that for a minute. So Ken, how does that all hit you as you've now hearing this? It's in terms of there will be loss. We don't know what that looks like, but it certainly seems like, yeah, yeah, it'd be great to obey 
Jesus and the things that he's commanded us to do. So there's some pretty, uh, it's a deep piece of scripture, right? I mean, yes. So it can take you in a lot of different depths of just a few different directions. Let me say it that way. Yes. And it, part of it is the reward consequence. Part of it is the testing, but you know, the, the revelation of your life before others, all that kind of stuff that can be talked about and contrast to the passage later where we know that in heaven, there will be no weeping. And you go, okay, is the, is the test before we get to that place where there's no weeping? Oh, right. Because um, I don't want to go to heaven and be scorned and weeping. Or suffer loss. Or, or suffer right. loss to, right. to go through that. Not that I don't, I mean, I want to get to heaven. I want to get through that right. place and to know that I'm I'm saved. I've committed my life to Jesus Christ. I know he's my savior. I know he's forgiven me. I know that I have eternal life with the Lord now. Um, and I know that I have that then. I know that that's not going away. And that passage is one of those clear markers of that. But saying that, I was just talking to somebody this morning about how how can we look at the depth of potential in the human person, right? The unbelievable, seemingly infinite possibilities of the human brain and the way that we've built and designed and created more and more efficiencies in technology, and that this world just continues to get faster and bigger and stronger and better at all these different things. I mean, how can it all be for not, right? That's the first part. Right. And then the second part is when I'm, I just wonder and awe about how God created mankind, um, which makes me even more in wonder and awe about who he is, because he's even greater. So when I think about that, I think that he's created us with this kind of blueprint to succeed, to excel, to want to be in reward, to want to be in victory. I feel like he's built us that way. So when I think about a passage like that, I think, man, it encourages me to go, I, I want to do what God created me to do. I want to find right. that purpose Amen. and calling and fulfillment in all that he's created me for, because it's so much greater than anything I could experience in self-ambition and self-fulfillment. You know, I mean, it, right. it just seems so drastically contrast to what the world has to offer versus what God has to offer in just the realization of he gave his life for me. I've committed to give back my life to him so that I can be in constant fellowship with him. And then let's see what he'll do to me, for me, with me. What has God got in store for me? What did he create me for? I don't know that I'll ever get that answer, but boy, do I want to strive for those levels of, I won't even call them reward, though the passage does, but those levels of accomplishment in who God wants me to be. Right. I can't even imagine what that would look like, given the potential that we see in just the human makeup. Mm, that's really, I think that's really good, Ken. That's very good. So, Ken, uh, you know, that uh, clip we just played, uh, I think you need to develop a sermon <laughs> from that. That's That's some good stuff right there. You know, just that uh, God has, you know, created us with the blueprint to, you know, to uh, to find victory. And so that really makes, as you said, that makes us, should should make us want to do what we, you know, what he wants us to do, right? I mean, um, and certainly the, you know, uh, the, as we mentioned in several points in this, uh, in this episode itself, in episode 70, you know, none of this are we talking about, uh salvation, losing salvation, but certainly when we read through passages like 1 Corinthians 3, where it says there, you know, for those that that do obey, great. For those that don't, there will be loss. We don't know exactly what that loss is like, but yeah, that's some good stuff. Uh, any other thoughts about you know, what, what, you, what you mentioned in uh, episode 70 here? Uh, maybe only that I probably 
diverted quick, quickly away, not on purpose, but I think I diverted quickly away from the idea of consequence and stuck with the idea of uh, reward. And the, I think the right. goal in what I was saying was more like, um, not that I'm looking for the reward, but you know, I think the reward comes when you accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. And I think the reward comes when your heart is sold out for God's purpose in your life. So, uh, so as a result of that, the reward is there, right? Um, but not that you're seeking it, but it's there. The, on the other side of it, which I don't think I addressed much at all, is um, on the consequence side. You know, I don't know um, what that looks like. I don't think we got to an answer in that episode about, um, not that we would get to an answer, you know, but I don't think we talked more about what about the the loss in judgment? What about the mm-hmm. the consequence that's laid out before you uh, in judgment? What you know? What about those times? And uh, and anytime I start to think about that, I definitely just wonder about you know what what will that look like? Mm-hmm. You know what? Because mm-hmm. um, we hear and probably regurgitate a lot of Christianese about, you know, what sin is, you know, as far as the East is from the West, I'm, you know, God says he's, he doesn't remember our sin. We're presented as, you know, blameless by Christ and, and because of him, I, so it's, that's a, that's a tough call. The Bible clearly says, you know, that there's going to be uh, some consequence, right? Yeah, right. And, you know, I still I still just sit there and wonder, what does that look like? And what is it going to look like? And, right. And man, when you start to go back, I, I think the devil probably loves it when you start to go back and go, boy, I did a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> and that's going to be ugly. That's right. And that's probably when the devil's like, yeah, you did. That's right. That's right. Let's, let's talk about that stuff and let's think about it for a while. And let's, mm-hmm. let me get in your head a little bit. So yeah, who knows about all that, man? That's why I think I focus more on. That's right. Let's try and get on track with what God's got us purpose for, and that's perfect. Uh, and let's, you know, He'll take care of the rest. That's right. <laughs> so Ken, you also had uh, two episodes that you that you picked, right? So we had to go look up one of them. The um, I've found uh, episode twenty nine as we began talking about reaching your neighbors yep. and whatnot. Do you want to describe kind of why that was one of your favorite episodes? Well, yeah, I think it was, um, it, you, what was cool about that time. I love when these things happen and God puts certain things together in your life, almost like a puzzle, right? So, um, at that time in our church, we were talking about community. Um, and we, uh, had a, a great pastor, Jay Pathek, who I know you've talked to also, yeah. um, who came in and talked about the art of neighboring you, and then you came up with this idea of the you know the 13 uh houses that you know the one behind you one in front and then um I, I, now I've got to remember what it was you know a few, yeah. a few on this side a few I mean, on that side that's right <laughs> but I mean, it was essentially like the three to your right and to your left and, and on the other side of the street yeah and, and yeah, yeah. So at that at that time it was just a reminder of how close opportunities are to you. Uh, and I mean, people are right next door to you and right behind your house. It's easy to talk over the fence. It's, and I, and I will tell you that still at that, I view myself as a complete and utter failure on neighborhood community. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at community in groups of, uh, fellowship groups, outreach. I love doing outreach stuff. I love, uh, you know, I'm a football coach. It's, I, I make a community out of my football teams, mm-hmm. uh, the families that are involved. So we, we, you know, we've got these huge community pods that we're involved in constantly yet in my neighborhood, it still becomes the hardest place for me 
And we and I should disclose on here that part of it is because we're renters and we've moved several times. Yes. So we don't feel like we have that roots. That makes it harder. Yeah, we yeah. don't have roots in a community. Yeah. But I'm also a pretty, I love talking to people. So it's not like I have an issue talking to neighbors, but to build the community has been tougher for us um, moving from, you know, from a house to another house. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll be in a place where we establish some roots and can build that community. Uh, but I, but that episode I really liked because it was a reminder of how close the next opportunity really is. Oh, right. It's, it's at the trash can. It's at the mailbox. It's at your fence. It's at, it's at mowing the lawn. It's every day in your life. You have an opportunity to build a relationship in a community and share Jesus through that relationship. Yeah, that's um, right. So, and to care about people and even more, let me say it this way too, that even more, not just to be like, Hey, I'm your neighbor. And I just wanted to come over and tell you about Jesus and invite you to church, <laughs> you know, which I, right. let me say, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. That is you great. Know? But how about the neighbor where you go like, Hey, you know what? I just want to let you know, we, we live right across the street. And if you need anything, yeah. you know, if, if there's ever anything At you need, point of need, you yeah. know, I want to be here and, you know, you can always count on me for whatever you need. Yeah, that's you know? right. And we've had neighbors and I shared then we've had neighbors who have, you know, I had a neighbor who had back surgery, couldn't, you know, use his snowblower or shovel his drive. So the boys and I and our, and the neighbors, uh, their kids, we all got together and, and committed to helping that neighbor. And, and that build a immediate, uh, relationship that I couldn't have struck any other way, Yes, you know, um, so, and we still, those people moved to Florida. We still keep in contact them, with them today. So well, isn't that great? Yeah. And, uh, it, so that, I guess that was one of the reasons I really liked that episode is a, a gentle reminder. And especially for me, because I, because I'm not really good at building roots in a community where I know I'm leaving. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. So, that makes it hard. Yeah. So let me just, uh, we found one clip to play. So I'll, I'll play that and then I'll make a couple of comments here real quick. There's two or three steps that we'll go through today. The first is to sort of describe what Engage 13 is. And so what it is, is a way to be able to actually know the 13, just you're picking 13 of your neighbors, the houses in your neighborhood, to be able to strategically know them, hear their stories, and discover ways to be praying for them. And so... As you mentioned, Ken, I think far too uh, few of us, you know, know our neighbors all that well. And so I had a friend of mine as I, as all of this was percolating, who mentioned that it's good to actually on a sheet of paper to begin to actually sort of map out your neighborhood. So what I've done, and then I've just asked you to do today when you came here was to sort of map out, you know, so you're actually, you're actually drawing a little map of your neighborhood. Here's my house. And then the 13 part of engage 13 is we're just asking, we're challenging people to begin to invest in or engage in the three houses to the right of your house, three houses to the left of your house. So we're up to six, uh, the house across the street from you. And then three houses to that, right to the right of that house and three to the, to the left. And so and so then you've got 13 homes that you're saying, okay, Lord, I will, I'm asking you to use me to impact these 13 homes. Well, Ken, I, uh, yeah, I just agree with you that, yeah, that was a good, uh, that was a good episode. And hopefully it's one that as we recall it, that people will go back and go, you know, I remember that. And let me go back and, 
and uh, you know review that content because again, as I am often saying to people, we are all called to uh, obey the can- commands of the Great Commission. Not all of us are called to go overseas, right? So um, you can be you can find Great Commission fulfillment just right uh, where you live, and so. That's a good one. Uh, the other episode, Ken, is one that uh, that you told me that you uh, picked as one of your favorite ones. Is this episode seventy six we just did? You know um, about North Korea, right? And uh, we're seeing God actually do some stuff. And as you said, I mean, it was funny, and we'll play the clip in a minute. But we're essentially my point in bringing that out was not only did does it seem like God has given me a, a real heart for North Korea, but it was just kind of pray for North Korea. And then sure enough, now we're seeing all of this amazing stuff happen. Yeah. Uh, kind of in the arena of North Korea, aren't we? Yeah. And one of the reasons I liked that episode, well, when you asked me about you know favorite episodes, yeah. I think this one was more not about necessarily favorite, but really relevant, right? Like uh, timely. It's... Uh, not only is the stuff that we were praying about maybe ha- maybe happening, yeah, um, sure could be. One thing that definitely did happen was something that we were definitely praying about. And I and again, I said this. You and I talked about this when we started. Uh, this isn't us saying, "Hey, we prayed about it and it happened," <laughs> you know, or you guys right. joined us in prayer and it happened. This is not like a uh, late night TV pastor saying, "You know, right, look what we look televangelist, yeah, look what yeah. we all did." No, and none of it. All glory to God. If anything happens, it's all His. That's right. Nothing that we do, and the timeliness is just um, just awesome. That's all. And I would remark that it's uh, it's just cool to note that this kind of stuff is going on. So the the three hostages that were released, uh, overtly Christian dudes who were teaching mm-hmm. at, and two of them at the place where you were talking about going to teach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, we were talking about with one eight catalyst, you know, recruiting people to go and yes. So it's as I a just, witness. I just thought that the, the, not just the timeliness, but the, the fact that these things are happening and we, we had been just recently talking about it and praying about it and kind of revealing what that culture must be like in North Korea, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, the people who live there are stifled and uh, not able to experience the same things that we do at all. And uh, it, mm-hmm. I thought it was just really interesting, the timing and uh, and cool that it's happening. And hopefully uh, and prayerfully, uh, it continues to happen and, and grow uh, to even more. Uh, I would love to see that yeah. the people of North Korea get to... Uh, have oh Bibles gosh. and learn about Jesus oh my and gosh. Yeah. love each other and care for each other That's and take right. care of their neighbor and <laughs> uh, and not live under you know a, this unbelievably uh, oppressive environment. That's right. So let's listen to that kind of that call to prayer again quickly from the episode, uh, and then I'll make some quick quick comments uh, before we end the uh, the episode here. Tough situation. Yeah, it is. So I know. I mean, even as you and I are talking, of course, I can tell. I mean, we both just. And hopefully the listener is in that same position where it's it's a pretty desperate yeah. situation, right? So obviously we'd like to ask people just to be praying for the current political situation. Obviously, you know, praying that there would that God would provide some opportunities for the gospel to go in, and then you know, I guess because even those organizations, there were a couple of Western organizations that were doing relief kind of work. And with this Trump administration decision, I mean, any of those people who were Americans anyway have had to come home. Right. Uh, I know there was a group called Friends of North Korea, and they were doing some work there. 
So, and then just, I would just say maybe finally the, just ask people just to be praying for, you know, future opportunities that God would raise up some opportunities. And so I would ask people to pray for our ministry because we, you know, obviously we do have a heart for this place and have worked in a restricted access country in the past. And so, uh, especially early China. And so we would love to be involved if God would would choose to use us in some way for whatever. Maybe finally the prayer request would be for, because we do know there are some North Koreans who are believers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, if you're found with a Bible in North Korea, you're essentially shot on sight. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, so pray for those dear brothers and sisters that, you know, not only for their safety, mainly for them to remain, to be a witness to others, right? And then that they would be a witness to others and that it would grow. So I know, uh, listeners, that this is a little different episode for us, um, but, you know, you can tell we have a real heart for this place. We'd love to, we'd love to spread that heart for this place and just ask you to pray uh, for this uh, this country that is so isolated and so needs Jesus. And well, can the uh, the call to prayer for North Korea continues? Right, we talked about it uh, a couple of months ago in this episode seventy six, and it continues because there still are obstacles. Um, North Korea is still a place where you know you cannot openly. Uh, evangelize. Um, missionaries are still not welcome. Uh, Christians really of all kinds are still not welcome. Uh, so, but I have to say, boy, to hear just the, and it is almost like, you know, so their dictator, this uh, Kim Jong-un, he was up until what, two or three months ago, completely hostile to the rest of the world, um, completely, yeah, just against, you know, interaction with South Korea, Japan, the United States, and who knows, and we may, may be years until we find out, but he now is trying to become this, this super diplomat and meeting with people. He met with the, the president of South Korea. Um, he's meeting with President Trump here at uh, the uh, end of May. Um, they've just released uh, the location. They're going to be in Singapore, and so yeah, that is a that is at least a good start, right? And so whenever I post something on uh, you know our uh, Facebook page or our Twitter page uh, for the ministry about North Korea, it's all of this is only good news if it turns out to be something where we can actually people can go in there with the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when this is not a uh, diplomacy podcast or a political podcast. Right. I mean, we're about, you know, reaching people for Jesus. So yep. I guess that's what we can continue to pray. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, Ken, thanks for um, sharing your um, your uh, top episodes. I'm glad to have done the same thing. We're thankful for you all who are listening to the podcast and the opportunity to journey with you in all of this. And uh, yeah, we're hoping and praying for another 80 episodes. So feel free to share this episode and go to our website at 18catalyst.org to learn more about our ministry. Uh, Ken, I know you're at uh, Ken Whatmore on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Missions Mike. And so we'd love to um, hear from you guys there as well. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're looking forward to having you for the 81st episode of the Made for Missions podcast.